Greetings, everybody. I hope you are doing good. Thank you for being here. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. And it's been weeks. I have to assume around a month, maybe four weeks, maybe more, since um, the last few installations that were relatively consistent, that were weekly. I believe the day that we had for podcast dissemination was Sundays. And I come to you quite somber today. Um, not as upbeat and present and structured, I sigh as I say that, <laughs> as I think would be apt for what we had intended or sought to have this take the shape of. Um, it meant a lot to me for this to be able to turn into something meaningful that could facilitate conversations. So engagement surrounding some things that are important while maybe not being too heavy and even just in that, some ironies and contradictions started to reveal themselves. Um, the first just being the approach that I took. So we started not quite intending to have a specific uh, subject matter to delve into. And then the first obvious one that would have been likely to be suitable in doing that became matters affecting women and then matters affecting black women then black African women and then women in Botswana and one of those was reproductive rights in all their forms the most prominent of those the one at the forefront obviously then being uh, abortion and quickly in research as unthorough as it was in my conduct <clears throat> um, revelations came up about questions of societal preparedness preparedness of women preparedness of females preparedness of those we choose as partners preparedness uh, of our friend circles our institutions our culture our society our government in handling that subject matter and maybe ultimately in the future the access of that right the access of <clears throat> exercising that right um and it became concerning to see that there there are consequences that we spoke about previously when policy and certain avenues are available to people to anyone um i mean we indicated a few examples of how placing abortion access in <clears throat> an environment that's not conducive can lead to people <clears throat> losing a whole lot including lives and that started to to reveal the different parts or categories 
or variables that would be affected by it and it, it demanded greater seriousness that was beyond recordings that are enjoyable to listen to or improving production or selecting guests to just get opinions or going online on Twitter and Facebook, uh, reading clippings from newspapers and such <clears throat> relevant to these topics and seeing what the temperature is out there. Um, certainly avenues in terms of policy involve um, legal practitioners and lobbyists, um, parliamentary figures. And it became frustrating that in a country where parliament can be occupied by people with accusations, for example, the blatant conundrum of how young girls are seeing the accused come to work without being questioned, without being sure of resolve or being assured some kind of diligence surrounding that matter, that it became a bit wretched, the idea that there's a presumption I or anyone could have made that systems currently in Botswana are able to deliver what they say they will or aim to when those are just a few examples <laughs> of how that might be a bit of a joke. When you consider the status of womanhood, Mobotzon, factor in tradition and culture, factor in salient social norms, and see how vulnerable we are. It's not just an unfortunate situation, but it's a crisis. One that preceded a pandemic, and some can, you know, and have called it the pandemic that was at hand before this, this existing pandemic. <clears throat> With that, the human aspect can't be removed when there's frustration and confusion, deep confusion, that really does affect the psyche when you are adamant about something and trying to solve something. Um, specifically for a demographic that typically is dismissed or considered very ancillary in the trajectory of development and time. I'm not yet embodying what it means to propel these conversations. I'm not yet living that truth. I'm not yet a symbol or example. I'm not yet someone to point a finger at and say, you know, this is someone credible who can be taken with whatever necessary seriousness certain subject matters like this may require. And I'm also disheartened in that there's so much that goes into production behind having these conversations, even being consistent, even tackling the matter of sound quality, things like equipment, they're not irrelevant. It's nice to feel grassroots and down to earth and use your phone to record. But how do you deal with things like clarity, with timing, with sound effect, with 
being registered with speaking to the right people, finding the right people. What does the right people even mean? Because these subject matters are so immediate, they are ours, they're personal. So the sense of always needing someone external or qualified or in a certain position to be present to kind of punctuate the discussion also reveals some some questions that are far from simple to solve. I'm kind of banging my head against the wall here because it, it started to appear that if the idea of this podcast is to legalize abortion, it would also need to ensure that it's influencing so many categories, as we said before, about human life here, about NGOs, about nonprofits, about corruption, about gender relations. I just have been struggling to see how we're anywhere close to being even in proximity to readiness <clears throat> without endangering people, without endangering ourselves, without endangering myself. When I think of consequences, barriers, and what the Leviathan starts to become, it's a big it's a big beast to, to grapple with. I think my disheartenedness also just comes from the fact that, like we said, how immediate these matters are. It's not something we can compartmentalize and put away. So struggling to wrap one's head, not just for me, but also for you listening. Wrap your head around the crisis of femaleness and that experience, Mobotswana. We can't put it away, can't pause it or compartmentalize it or say, oh, it ended because the podcast ended or there was no recording, so I guess nothing happened. No, it happens constantly, and that's very heavy. If there was an engine perhaps I was a part of, it would be easier. Let me not say easier, lighter and more doable. But that's not the case. And I'm not trying to say it should have been. Because my strength does not quite rely in recording, in speaking and such. But more so writing. More so researching. But in the current circumstance I find myself in. Doing that in tandem with trying to improve my circumstances, to be in an environment of safety, to ensure the women in my life have safety, to ensure I have basic things, medical aid and such, and, and that I'm intact while doing that has proven to not yet be a status, status I don't know, a, a, a state I've achieved which of course means things that I can put on hold do become put on hold. When you add the spirituality element to it and the things that you experience with that or have to learn and be patient about and wait to occur for you and 
seek the right help in understanding without a blueprint <clears throat> that adds a whole existential dynamic to any project you try to put your hand on. So um, I'm recording this to say I'm aware that there are people who do listen, who do come back and play this again. I, I have the numbers to see it. It's not some large elaborate audience, but this was something for some people. And I wanted to record this to say we're currently going to put this away. We're going to put this on hold. Um, upon return, it may not be a podcast. This may be conversations that aren't even on this topic that are ultimately conducive to the topic. I don't have to say abortion for you to understand. I want women to have respect, to be treated as humans, to be humanized, you know, to have opportunity to be okay, to be protected, to be loved, <clears throat> um, to give themselves those things also as much as they can, as much as we can, as much as I can. And that's why I'm thinking it was important to come back today and place this here and indicate that that's the circumstance. I hope that wasn't too vague or ambiguous. I don't know how much more concisely I can put that. But that's the climate. That's the state of things as it stands. This is complicated, you know this. <clears throat> but what I'm not willing to do is pressing on and doing it wrong. I'd rather, as they say, Kamparatlohel. <laughs> which is essentially what I'm saying. Um, wherever I end up, whatever I end up having learned, whatever you end up having learned, wherever we meet and end up discussing or working on things or building something or employing our energies, at least you'll know it was somewhat inspired by some of this. But in terms of this podcast... It won't be the case anymore. Um, thank you for your support and for listening. That's invaluable and it's left a mark and will be something I still hold dear. This will remain up. Maybe in the future it won't anymore. I can't promise much, but that's what I wanted to come in here today and offer. And... There's a lot to be done <clears throat> by everyone, not just women, by every human, every citizen of this globe. Amid a pandemic, amid having to be more than ever involved in trying to figure out where we stand regarding medical science, regarding science, global relations, policies, <clears throat> the vaccine, our views, our hopes, our fears, our anxieties, where we are positioned as a consequence of events in each of those fields and others, 
in entertainment, in music, in our relationships, in, in sex, in mothering, in not mothering, in dating, in working, in creating, in recovering, in repenting, I think it's a lot, you know. That's the only thing I'm certain of. It is a lot. Personally, I'm... <clears throat> it's been about a week or so of just waves of resentment and anger and erratic mood. Perhaps one can say, okay, PMS, sure, but... The sentiments, the sensations, the feelings relate to realities. Unfortunate things, unfortunate circumstances and events. People are passing away. People are sick and scared. People don't know what to trust <clears throat> or listen to. So if I'm going to inject myself in the conversations or try to start a few of those those conversations i want to be solidified in being something that can be trusted guaranteed you know substantial structures have engines which can mechanize the ultimate efficiencies. One woman can't do that. One flawed human from somewhere with an idea can't do that. Not in its entirety. <coughs> uh. <laughs> We're still asking each other on Twitter, where can I find a morning after? How much is it? Etc. Etc. We're still not aware in terms of substance abuse and our addictions, where we can go. We're still not feeling safe in what we can express and ask or share and with who. We're still not all the way sure of why. It feels regressive to me. It's, I knew we were behind but I didn't know we were this far into infinity behind. <clears throat> um, I'm just a unit in society. Um, I'm thinking maybe if this was a machine, certainly. Well, I'm not most strongest at the moment, maybe it could continue and function and ensure things are constantly moving forward. But then I'm also trying to recall that forward doesn't always mean what we think it does and that maybe now is the forward. Maybe the fact that we got here is forward. Maybe this means there's been something learned and it's going to be priceless in another circumstance or situation or opportunity. I know I had spoken to some women who <clears throat> were excited about this idea. 
and avail themselves and ask about this. That touches me because I know it's really from an urgent place. So we're just going to breathe, I suppose, right now. And try to position ourselves as close to a stability in coping in this confusion and maybe to some degree surrendering to this this tide these these tides it's like just a tsunami of <clears throat> things stuff um I've been shaken most recently. We see a lot of things online that I wonder, you know, is part of our anxiety or our inability to cope mentally a result of the things we have access to? Because God, waking up and the first thing you see is a post about a 12-year-old who took their life. That's immediately a trigger for 10 different Thoughts about households, black households, religion, education, uh, the medical sciences, clinical psychology, spirituality, youth, ca capitalism, patriarchy, you know, bullying, relations, the self, how we look at ourselves. And that's just one. And in less than 10 seconds after reading that article, there's something else. An artist has passed away and I haven't heard a song of hers in years. I know one from years ago. I never paid attention. Um, I just knew she was causing <laughs> some disruption and making people have conversations. And a strong spirit passing on is always a loss. And how she's received by people maybe who weren't paying attention while she was here. And how people are grappling with this loss. And how grief is being conducted or is unfolding in different ways. It's so triggering. She exemplified what they call unapologetic, they keep using that word. I don't want to say I had the supreme appreciation of her while she was here. I really was not paying attention while she was here. And I was a bit annoyed seeing a lot of fawning after she passed. I'll call it fawning. I don't know a better word, but you know, people hailing her as this figure to honor and being inspired by her. And then realizing, well, I'm inspired by her too. She did so much while here that was so terrified of or that we put off to another time and someone can say, well, what did she do? And when I look at her, to me, she exemplifies a symbol of a woman in a context that constantly wants to erase and negate you unless you are obedient to the most self-abandoning, self-sacrificing, 
circumstances in favor of those who are never going to show up for you in the way you need, if at all. And being bold enough to do it. When I read her captions and her pictures, there's a different appreciation now that she's not here. That makes me sad for women. That she had to feel unsafe while being herself. She had to be judged. Likely may have lost opportunities for being herself. She wasn't the ideal woman. She wasn't the model of what people want to hold up and say, this is what we want more of. For things that are so punishing to women in ways that we never asked for. And that itself is, an, is just part of the female experience in this country. And she really brought that to the forefront of my mind. I look at her, I look at her page. I haven't been to her page, you know, but I look at it. I look at her expressions and the jokes she appreciated and saw how human this human was. <laughs> And identify so much with it just on that basis. And unfortunately encounter people comfortable with disrespecting her while she was here. And after she is no longer physically here. And thinking what could spur someone to have this comfort. Being this cruel. Being this psychopathic and unfeeling of a person who was. And I know the answer. <laughs> or at least I have a hypothesis. I suspect so much that would make sense. It's not ridiculous, the idea that people feel comfortable disrespecting Sasa class because she challenged them. She challenged us to be comfortable with ourselves proud of ourselves she spoke her own praise she would iterate how she just loves relentlessly regardless of what it looks like for everybody and who felt like she's here with this person now and then with the next and then that person and all of this and she contextualized in one post um there was a man who made a post about four relationships. I suppose four people um, she was associated with romantically somehow. And she said, yes, over, over seven years, yes, I've been with these four people. And kind of was shutting that whole thing down. But the crucifixion is so blatant. It can't not move you. First, if you are a woman, but... Hopefully as a human. Because if it's not her perhaps and showing your body and not being afraid to use certain words and have certain subject matters in your art. It's you in whichever field you're in. Having different ideas. New ideas. Better ideas. Ideas that fail maybe. It, you being the what do they call it, the chain breaker or breaking generational traumas, all of that in your family, you being that agent that is not 
going to allow things to continue comfortably as they have. Those people who are having spiritual wars with themselves and using her as the symbol against which they can bounce their own insecurity make me want to cry. <laughs> Disrespect aside, it's revealing so many unresolved things for everyone. And that note rest in peace to that young lady. We know we know what she was trying to do. Um, Meghan and Harry's interview was yesterday. And people are trying to grapple with, on one hand, appreciating a man who stands for his woman. And the parts of that engagement because royalty is a life most people will never live or even be in proximity of not in that sense but <clears throat> there's so much in that dynamic almost everyone can identify with women can identify with wanting your partner to advocate for you to protect you to stand for you to not abandon you to choose you Men can identify with the crisis of your family not being in some sort of order you were socialized to be responsible for from a young age, from a, a, a toddler, a young man. We can all identify with families that frankly are not fond of the newcomer, the outsider, the rejection of an individual. We can all identify with being so in love and just hoping that when things reach the level of the family interaction that you'll at least be spared the wrath of judgment and marginalization for not being a part of that or disrupting whatever healthy or unhealthy dynamic was existing. Mothers can identify with the feeling like they've lost their sons to some young girl, you know. And fathers can identify with their sons just not being them, having other views and standing for those, ultimately even if it contradicts what their wishes were. That's a family. That's why this is interesting to us. It's a unit of our society and we all exist within one. Not, not traditionally, not in some... some pre-established sense but any circle you find yourself in even if it's chosen family or your born your birth family all of that we identify with so many parts of their engagement when they're speaking it's us saying the things we wish we said or us not wanting to hear the things that we don't want to confront and so it is very it evokes so much Okay, I'm going around in circles. Uh, we're going to conclude on that note. I send you my well wishes. I hope you continue to be on your growth, however that looks, and guard yourself, be yourself, esteem yourself, go for things, 
stay, you know, be here. I know there's a song this lady sang. She says, earth is ghetto. And it is very ghetto. <laughs> Humanness is ghetto. Ghetto in that it's... She meant that in the sense of it's overwhelming. And that's valid. I'm just going to wish you well. And um, this will be here for you to listen to if you ever want to again. Um... I send you my love and thank you so much for your listenership. Bye.